Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Stir Fry Let It Fly podcast playoff edition. This is James Lakers fan, and I gotta say, I am glad to just be down 1-1 as opposed to 0-2. Hi, this is Cyrus. Uh, yes, this payoff is with those birds. Uh I still hate the Rosen. And this is Will. Yeah. So anyways, guys, uh, before we jump right in to recapping the playoff games so far, why don't we talk about the awards that have been given uh, for the 2020-2021 regular season? Uh, so the sixth man of the year, it goes to uh, the Jordan Cassons from Utah Jazz. That's right. And uh, the most improved player is the Julius Randle from the New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Surprisingly, like both players are from the Lakers before. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. Right. I didn't even think about that. And Alonso uh, Ball had a good year. And um, what, what else? Uh, Ingram had a good year last year. So only Kuzma was playing like, uh, pretty bad in Lakers now. Yeah, but Kuzma is NBA champion, Kyle Kuzma. So I think the Lakers are okay with that. Um, <laughs> so guys, are those players, Jordan Clarkson... And Julius Randle deserving of the awards they won. Especially Randle, I think he is. He's an NBA, all NBA this year. I'm pretty sure he is at least second or third, right? So I, I, I think for Randle, he's definitely deserving. Clarkson, I think he is too. Uh, but there are other players that if they have won, I wouldn't be surprised either. But I think Randle is definitely the... Um, unanimous decision one i think in my opinion uh, utah is that good this year one of the reasons why is clarkson was is pretty dominated when he come out of the bench when he plays right mm-hmm. yeah well and so for our listeners utah actually had two uh six man of the year finalists right so jordan clarkson who ended up winning and the guy who ended up giving him the award joe Ingles. Uh, and Joe Ingles has, because of Donovan Mitchell's injury, been inserted into the starting lineup. Um, I do think, though, like, I agree. I think Clarkson is deserving, but I would have loved to see Derrick Rose win it because he was the other finalist. True. Just, you know, as a player who has this great comeback story from being out of the league for a while, from having all these injuries, and even back when he was, like, MVP, right? Just the highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of a really nice story. Um so, guys, why don't we move on to the playoff series so far? Okay. Uh, let me do a quick recap of the uh, 16 games that we have. So, out east, we've got Utah leading, or Memphis leading one, or sorry, out west, we've got Memphis leading one game over Utah. Uh, we've got the LA Clippers down 2 0 or 0 2 to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, by the way, the Clippers just had two games in their home court, meaning they are now going to shift over to Dallas. We have the Portland Trailblazers and the Denver Nuggets tied 1-1, uh, and with the series shifting over to Portland. We've got the LA Lakers and the Phoenix Suns tied 1-1 with the series shifting to LA. So let's pause there and talk Western Conference. Uh, what do you guys think? Any takes so far about the four series and any predictions? I think this is a wild, wild west, especially this year. I think any team can win the West, but I think any win- any team that wins the West will likely lose to the top three seed in the East. So the champ- with their current state of play, 
So the champ is gonna be the East team this year, uh, unless like the Lakers get into the groove. Like this Lakers team is not a championship team yet. So I would agree with that. Just because when we watch LeBron James, he doesn't have that explosion that he normally has, right? Like he feels very like stuck on the ground, mm-hmm. like there's like glue on his shoes or something, and that's understandable because he just came back from a long layoff because of his injury. Um, but I will say I think that it's good to know that LeBron has developed other facets of his game. We know that he's always been a high IQ basketball player, but that fadeaway shot, that turnaround fadeaway looked pretty good today. Um, His three-point shooting looked pretty good today. Uh, So hopefully those baskets still keep falling uh, the next few games, and uh, I think they'll be able to make it through Phoenix. And I just hope that CP3 can come back healthy next game because... This guy is, I don't know, like always injured during those critical moments. Yeah. And in this point of his career, I think he deserves a chances that can compete healthily, right? That's so true. Um, and, and it's funny, James, you mentioned how he, James can't really jump. I was just watching Space Jam 2 trailer the other day. He was flying. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what uh, visuals and computer graphics can do these days. huh? <laughs> right, right. Uh, I seriously hope that CP3 can come back so I, we can watch a really, like, actually a like, good series. Like. Yeah, you know, as much as I want the Lakers to win, like, if it wasn't for the Lakers, I would be rooting for the Suns. But really, where I come down to this is, I also want it to be a good series, right? right. I, because, like, just as a fan, you appreciate close games, right? right? Um, you don't like blowouts because, basically, you don't even watch the fourth quarter. I think it won't be a blowout for this series, right? Um, I would say, if without a healthy CP3, mm-hmm. six game, maybe? Yeah. And for our listeners, CP got injured in game one. I think it was off of Cam Johnson running into his shoulder. So now he has a shoulder contusion that he's playing through. But you can see that, you know, he's changing his shooting motion. He's favoring one shoulder or one arm over the other. Uh, It's definitely affecting him. He can't even shoot. Yeah, yeah. It it looks awkward. Um, So guys, what do you guys think about the other series in the West? Who, any predictions? I think the Portland-Denver... Might go seven. Yes, I would say so too. I think it's going to be blowout and blowout and then blowout, but then somehow it's going to be a close game in the game seven. Mm. So one thing that I noticed in yesterday's uh, Denver-Portland game is that um, Michael Malone switched up the primary defender on Dame Lillard. So it is now Aaron Gordon. So A- oh, Aaron Gordon? Yeah. Ooh. So that means that there's more length. He's not as fast as Aaron Go- or as Dame Lillard, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, at least for yesterday, you know, Dame still had his hot streaks. Right. But they pulled off the game, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all about, like, I think whoever wins this series will win through defense. Um, and Jokic had a good game yesterday. Jokic had a good game yesterday, but Jokic also had a good game in game one. One assist, though. One assist. But the thing is, assists, as we talked about, you know, it's also about who you got to make the basket, right? Mm-hmm. So like That's not what you said about John, <laughs> John Stockton. <laughs> well, okay, okay. <laughs> separate, separate topic. But the point here is Jokic was making the right passes. They just weren't sinking it. And also, Portland's strategy was to try and get Jokic to be the scorer. I didn't really watch the game. Uh, did you, uh, can... 
can Danvers backcourt match up with Portland's backcourt? No. Not at all. No. Uh, Portland has one of the best backcourts in the NBA, right? right? Uh, in terms of how dynamic of a scorer those two are. Mm-hmm. It's just Denver's front court is so much better than Portland's. And and I think the fact that uh, Portland's backcourt were able to s- save so much energy in attacking because you know Denver doesn't have the backcourt to pressure the backcourt of the Portland right. so they have a lot more energy to attack okay. imagine if Murray was going at them time after time, time. Mm-hmm. either CJ or Lillard is going to get tired but yeah. now that's the, not the case and the other consideration is Denver is expecting the return of one Will Barton so he's been out for the first two games mm-hmm. because of injury uh, but he's going to I believe be joining the team on the flight over to Portland mm-hmm. so if he starts to play again that's going to shift things a little bit as well because he's more of a scorer than the two guys they have playing in their backcourt right now Austin Rivers and Faku Campasso I think I th- and I think they're really missing Craig from yeah. last Tony year Craig. yeah yeah, Tony yeah. Um, okay, let's shift over then. So uh, you guys think, hang on before we shift over, you guys think Portland over Denver? I say Denver over Portland. I picked Denver too. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to root for Portland just as a home team um, or a homer because we're so close to Portland. Let's shift over to Clippers Mavs. This is a juicy one. Um, Clippers were favored not just to win in the first round, but really to be championship contenders, right? So they intentionally... Lost the last two games of the regular season so they can fall in the non-Lakers side of the bracket for the playoffs. But what's the point of that if you don't even make it past the first round? So guys, the question here is, are the Clippers still looking legit? And what are their chances of making it past the first round? Uh, Right now, they are down by 2-0, right? Mm -hmm. To be honest, I'm not surprised the result of today because um, I believe that uh, Dallas is paying with the revenge mentality. Since they lost to um, Clippers last year with Delva Healthy Ponzingis. So, I don't know. I, 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 when I watched the game today, I see so much fire from Doncic. He mm-hmm. wants to win so bad. So, that's why that distinguished why Dallas win the game today. Yeah, and so I think, Cyrus, to your point, you could totally see Doncic, like Luca, want to win that game. But so did Kawhi, right? So basically, Doncic had 39, Kawhi had 41. So you could say they're a wash, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was everything else that was going on around it. Like the, cl- the, the Mavs were hitting clutch baskets, whereas the Clippers were coughing up balls on defense or on offense, right? Um, and I don't know that I can really finger point on Paul George on this game. He was 12 for 22 for 28 points. Um 12 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal. That's a pretty solid stat line. And, like, if you're, like, when we were watching the fourth quarter, the ball was going to Kawhi. It wasn't that Paul George was necessarily choking. It's just Kawhi was dominating the ball, as you want him to be. Yeah, but then the surprising is thing is, when they sign PG and Kawhi, they're supposed to have, like, the best perimeter defense. We don't see Paul George anywhere in the defensive end making to, any big plays. He tried to defend Luca, but Luca is too good. Yeah. He's trying. I, I love one of the things I love about Luca's game is that he is so good at decelerating, 
right? He's so good at body control. He's so good at going fast one way and then slowing down and shifting directions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what throws off a lot of players. So you got to be strong because this guy's got some weight on him, right? Right. But also he's very crafty. Um, I think that for the most part of the game, like they did try to have some version of Kawhi or more senior on uh, Luka. But the Mavs were hunting switches, and they wanted Beverly on him or Reggie Jackson. Mm-hmm. I think what they need to do is play zone. Okay. But I then think... the Mavs are shooters on the outside, right? Isn't that zone busting? If I can, if I can contain Luca, if the rest of the team shoot, shoot, shoot the lights out, I'll, I'll live with that. Because obviously it's not working. Like yeah. the score might be close, the game wasn't close. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, you mean like a box and one on yeah. like how they how teams defend Steph, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You may have to right and just let the team try and beat you. Yeah, they have to beat you for the whole game. It's yeah. going to be tight. And I thought like uh, before the payoff begin, we we have talked about the the bench of the Clippers is one of the best in the NBA, but looks like they are not really producing other than Kawhi and Paul George, right? Yeah. Like, so, so, so circling back to your point, Will, like this whole, a, a different scheme. So what they were doing, one of the things that the Clippers were doing against Luka is whenever Luka would run pick and roll, um, pick and try and get the switch to get like a Reggie Jackson or a Pat Bev on him, the Clips would come double with PG, like the guy who was originally guarding him and get the ball out of Luka's hands. I actually thought that was super effective, like... Getting the ball out of Lucas' hands, yeah, Tim Hardaway hit that big shot, right? But for the most part, you want the Mavs to be scrambling like that. So I think they probably should have been doing that for the majority of the game. No, but uh, the thing is, they have been doing that, but somehow, Luca ended up getting the ball back. Yeah. Every single possession, almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Tim Hardaway made some shots. So, um, um, the secondary, who, who's the other guy? Cooper? Kleiber? Kleber, Kleber yeah, was making some, some good sort. good yeah. defensive play. Yeah. Or else the game would have been closer. But I think they either have to really trap Luca at the top of the the, the key. Or well, let's say say closer to the logo area. Like you, how they trap Curry. But but like James said, like Dallas has so many shooters though. Like even Ponsengas can shoot, Team Hardaway Jr. can shoot. Who else? Um, uh, uh, Richardson. Richardson can shoot. Kleba yeah. can shoot. Dorian Finney-Smith can shoot. Everybody can shoot. Yeah. And I, I think that was strategic, right? That's how they're building it this year. Um, so guys, prediction. Who's going to win the series? Wow. With Dallas take the two home court right now? Yeah. So basically, it's like Dallas is going home, right? They, they completely stole home court from the Clippers. Five or six game Dallas. Wow. How about that? I uh, yeah, it's looking because like, you lose two home court. It's yeah. looking like a s- six gamer. It looks like they're gonna the Clips is gonna win one, and then win one away, one at home. They're gonna lose the game six in Dallas. Looks like the trend. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? So let's say that the Clips win one uh, in Dallas, and then the Mavs win another. If you're the Mavs, you got to be pretty confident coming back into LA, mm-hmm. knowing that you've won two already. Right. You're going to be like, hey, I can win another one. Mm-hmm. Right. And at this point, like the Mavs we've seen, I trust these guys. I trust Luca. 
If you're the Clippers, would you rather be down three nothing than win the game four, or win game three than lose game four? As a momentum thing, I would rather win the next game if I'm the Clippers yeah. because you need to make a statement. Yeah, right. Because right now, I think that we all think that the Clippers are like mentally weak, and if you're down three zero, you're done. You're done. You're done. Right. That's true. <laughs> um, okay. All right, so let's shift over to the last Western Conference series we haven't talked about, Utah-Memphis. Memphis is up 1-0. Mitchell is coming back for Game 2. Guarantee? Yes. Okay. So the Jazz has already released a statement that Mitchell will play Game 2. For our listeners, uh, just an FYI that uh, Mitchell was held out of Game 1 by the training staff for precautionary reasons. He had been just working through and coming back from an injury. Uh, Mitchell had practiced the last uh, week, I believe, and he was furious to find out that he wasn't able to play or allowed to play. Um, Memphis ended up winning that game. What do you guys think? Uh, do you guys think that uh, the Grizz are legit? They'll do more damage? Or do you think that basically this is Utah's already? I th- I think it's, for me, I think Utah is going to take this series 4-2 at, at the minimum. I think Mitchell is going to go at mm-hmm. Ja. Mm-hmm. Because Ja has so much room attacking. Yeah. I'm not saying Mitchell is a good defender. He's, you know, average. But like I like I mentioned about Portland earlier, if Mitchell are go uh, are are going to use up Ja's energy in the defensive end, he's not gonna be as freely attacking wise because he's gonna get tired by the third, fourth quarter. Yeah, I agree. Um, it also it goes both ways, right? Um, because at the same time, Jaw can go at Mitchell, but I in in these cases, like it it helps a lot to have a guy like Gobert at the back of your defense, right? Kind of shot blocking, uh, watching out for uh, Morant. The other thing, though, is the Dylan Brooks factor. So Dylan Brooks played a really big game one. And I'm feeling like this is a pretty special kid. Like, he's a hard worker. This kid, I think, can replicate a lot of what he did in game one in terms of the defense. The scoring, he's not going to score as much, right? But maybe they don't need that. Can he do that consistently? The defense, yes. Okay. The offense, I think throughout the season, he was like 16 points per game. Six, yeah, I, yeah, I think he's yeah. going to average maybe like 18, 20 this series if he has a good offensive game. But to score 31 yeah. and Ja to score 39, 40 points a game, yeah. and they, they barely won Yeah, with okay. Gobert having foul issues too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. JV has to step up if in order for this series to be even close um, because he hasn't been playing well the last two games. Even versus Golden State, he wasn't playing well. And he should have been playing well versus Golden State with their lower, smaller lineup. So why did Utah lose last game? No Mitchell. No Mitchell? Dylan Brooks. Yeah, and Dylan I stand Brooks. corrected, by the way. 17 points per game in the season. Um, There's too many variables that went the Grizzlies' way in game one, and then it was still a close game. With Mitchell back even at 80%, with Dylan Brooks not likely not scoring another 30-point game, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm still going to swing the whole series to Utah. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm Memphis, I would be proud of myself. I'd be patting myself on the back if I can pull off another game. 
Um, and I think they'll be able to do that in Memphis. Mm-hmm. I'll probably give game two to Utah and ultimately the series to Utah. But I wouldn't be surprised if it went seven, probably six. Six game. Yeah. Um, for the record, Dylan Brooks is a Canadian, guys. Uh, born in <laughs> Mississauga, Ontario. So okay. I'm kind of rooting for him. Um, okay, let's shift east. Uh, let's give our quick takes. Here's a quick rundown um, of the series so far. Philadelphia leads Washington 1-0. Atlanta ne- leads New York 1-0. Milwaukee leads Miami 2-0. And then Brooklyn leads Boston 2-0. Right. So let's get the easy series out of the way. Brooklyn-Boston. Are we going to be surprised if Brooklyn sweeps Boston? Yeah, no surprise. No surprise. No surprise without Jalen Brown. Yeah. I think KD, too much for them. Yeah. Well, it's not just KD, right? The big thing is the three of them are actually legit dominant. Right. Like Kyrie, Harden, KD. Like, it, it just seems so easy. KD had 26 points on 12 shots, right? I'm actually. I I actually won't be surprised if three out of the four series are sweeps for the East. Yeah, the Milwaukee will sweep. Are you thinking Milwaukee is going to sweep too? I think so. Really? Okay. They weren't that the game wasn't even close. No. S- oh, what game one was close? So here's the yeah. thing. Remember last year, um, Miami beat Milwaukee, and granted, it's the bubble, so the bubble plays a big role because it's different variables. No, right. no audience, no spectators. I don't right? even see Hero on the floor. He yeah, played, he's but not he's not—he's not the hero last year. Yeah, exactly. So, minutes. and you have the um, you have Tucker and Holiday. Yeah, yeah. Holiday is a big difference. I think that was a really good upgrade for them. I'm rooting for Milwaukee in this one just because I want to see a Milwaukee Brooklyn second round series. Right. Um, I think that that would be super entertaining. Um, so I'm gonna call Milwaukee maybe in five or six. Five, six. five, yeah. max probably five. five. I'm I'm calling sweep. I'm calling Brooklyn sweep, Milwaukee sweep. I actually think that the Washington might be able to beat the Sixers in one of one of the games. Well, well, but think about this because Miami is going home, mm-hmm. right? So maybe home court they win a game. That's a maybe. So, yeah, maybe. Anyways, okay, Cyrus, uh, Milwaukee, Wait, Miami sweep, sweep. Okay, yeah. max or maximum five game. Okay, maximum five game. All right, New York, Atlanta. Yeah, oh, let's let's actually talk about the series. Okay, um, I think that in game one, Trey Young was phenomenal offensively. Okay, right. So on defense, let's let's be very clear. This guy's a non-factor on defense. He was being hidden on, I think, Reggie Bullock for most of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but on offense, man, this guy was clutch. He was making the right passes. He was making the big shots. This guy was ice tray, legit ice tray. I think New York is actually going to win this series. Looking at the stats for the first game, I don't think any player on the Knicks were playing well at all. But then they were. You need a buzzer beater from Trey to even win. Yeah, that's true. Actually, Atlanta had a really, really good scheme for New York, which is basically double Randall all the time. And so what was happening was because Randall wanted to really have his imprint on the game, he was jacking up these jump shots that, you know, are really bad shots. Um, that's why he shot so poorly. Basically, they were either doubling or he was taking poor shots. Yeah, but you know Thibodeau is not going to let that happen again. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure what other options he has, though. So I will say New York kept the game close because of Quickly and Derrick Rose and RJ Barrett. Oh, right. Um, I can count on Derrick Rose, I feel like. I can count on R.J. Barrett. I don't know that I can count on quickly. Yeah, but you can start having Randall 
um, posting up and Absolutely. slashing. Absolutely. But I wouldn't be surprised if throughout the series, Atlanta continues to double Randall. For this series, I would pick Atlanta win this series. Okay. Because to me, on paper, they look better. Yeah, you know, honestly, this is going to be such a close one. Yeah. It's, it's hard to tell. Their season series, I believe New York won the season series. Okay. Um, but this is not the same as the season series. Like, we're seeing totally different matchups. They're scheming for each other. I will say, I think Clint Capella is going to play a big role in all of this uh, for Atlanta, just because he's their defensive anchor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really want to see how much of an imprint Derek Rose has throughout the series. I think if Randall, if Capella is one of the two guys who are guarding Randall, he's not going to have too much imprints if Randall is going to share the ball. Yeah. Because who's going who's gonna to defend the slasher? Yeah. So I think they are having uh, DeAndre Hunter be the primary guy on Randall, but they're doubling, right? Well, but so John it's Collins. Not one guy. You know, John Collins isn't actually good defensively. No, it's actually horrible. Yeah. Horrible. He, they're hiding him on somebody else. And that's the problem with Atlanta is they have too many holes defensively. You know, the Collins is like J- uh, Jabari Parker. Collins? They, Which, they, they did like Jabari Parker in Milwaukee back in the days. Yeah. He's horrible yeah. in D. But, you know, he has so many repertoire in, in his arsenal that in, in the offensive end. Right. That makes him still playable. Yeah. Um, so I am going to say New York. New York in seven. Atlanta yeah. in seven. I say New seven. York in seven. Yeah. And, and I like because we're calling it in seven games, it's a toss up, right? Like it's mm. that close. Right. Um, okay. Let's shift. Philadelphia, Washington. Uh, Philadelphia up 1 0. Thoughts? Takes? I think it's easy four or five games. Yeah. I think if Beal goes crazy one one game out of yeah. you know four or five games, they can steal a game. Um, or or let's just say if they get Embiid or Simmons in foul trouble for for one game, yeah, I think they can. I okay. Let's just say this: I wouldn't be surprised if it's a sweep, but I'm predicting a five gamer. They steal one game in game three or four, and that's it. Maybe Westbrook can pull a yeah. crazy triple double. Yeah, you with, know, with Simmons guarding him, I doubt it. I'm I'm thinking the same as well. They'd be lucky if they can get a game. Honestly, if I'm Washington, I'm patting myself on the back right now if I can steal a game, right? Like that's sort of where the expectation is. I don't think the expectation at all is to win. Although admirably, they did keep game one close, but I think that it was just so clear that Philadelphia is the better team across the board. The right? front court is too too weak to for Philadelphia. Yeah, like Philadelphia's front court is so dominant, right? Yeah. Like Joel is dominant. Yeah. Tobias. Um, Tobias has been Tobias had like thirty five points or yeah. something like that. But Washington is known for their bad defense yeah. anyway. So yeah. Simmons doesn't even need to score. It's true. It's true. I'm just I'm I'm just it's unfortunate that Washington lost to the Celtics. Oh right. If they were gonna lose, right. might as well play the Nets, right? right. Yeah. That's but, true. Yeah. That would have been more dramatic. Yeah. Because now nobody cares about the Celtics, right? Yeah. And nobody has cares about the Washington. Washington either, right? <laughs> it's true. Okay. Um, any other thoughts, guys, before we sign off? Um, I mean, they are opening up the 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 stadium. Uh, what do you guys think about you know some 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 states opening up, some states aren't opening up? Obviously, yeah. it's not the team's decision. Yeah. It's the state's decision, yeah. right? 
So uh, New York, for a reference point, had 14 to 15,000 fans in game one. Um, well, whereas we were just watching, I think, the Clippers the, game, right? And they still had cardboard cutouts of fans. Yeah, so I wouldn't exactly yeah. call call the games to to Lakers in game three, game four, since it's already it's most likely cardboard too, right? It's, yeah. it's the state of California, right? Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, which is not to say there weren't any fans in the stadium; they were probably in the upper bowls. Um, but fans do count, right. like they they're basically the emotional pendulum mm-hmm. of the game, right? right? Right. Because if your team is hot, if you guys have the momentum. momentum. The fans are going to push that even farther forward, right? Right. Um, so I think it's going to play a big factor for a series like the Mavs Clippers because we know that Dallas is allowed to have fans. Oh, yeah. One thing though, like I was watching, I mean, they they weren't allowing a lot of fans in the stadium, but you know, on TV, I see fans mm-hmm. in the stadium not wearing masks, and you know, they have like watch parties. There's like from a picture I saw, there's at least like. Three, four hundred fans in a very condensed area. None of them were wearing masks. I know it's outdoor, but when everyone is shouting, you have like germs flying everywhere. I think that the state has to do something too. I know they're trying to open it up, but these are the things that you can, I'm not saying to prevent it, but to, you know, educate the the, the fans. You know, you don't want to... Make this be, worse again? Yeah, you don't want to be in a position where you don't even have any watch party anymore. So, you know, I think I think, you know, me being Canadian, I don't really understand the whole thing, and obviously, where we might be taking things out out of context. But I I just hope that you know people keep people be safe Safe. and you know be smart get Mm -hmm. vaccinated yeah so we can have a full full on nba uh season next year and raptors being back to canada yeah that's true that's a big reason i think for why it just didn't work out for them this year yeah um so the Mavericks also are allowing 15,000 fans at playoff games. It's Texas, right? Yeah. It's going to be tough um, on Clippers. But I heard what a lot of arenas are doing is they're having section a- sections for vaccinated people versus unvaccinated people. Oh. So that means Cyrus, you may not be able to sit with us if we don't watch a game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I'm actually surprised that they're even letting unvaccinated yeah. people in the stadium in the yeah. first place. Right. But I think it's more about like if they do, maybe there's some legal like discrimination thing that they have to deal with. But then, then why are you segregating them? Yeah, in the first well, place. Right? Yeah, I know. Right, <laughs> it's it, the it's, same thing. It's mixed messaging. I mean, I mean, James, you're vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. Uh, I, I, you, you, you're taking, I will. You're taking a shot next week, right? For uh, this coming Sunday. You better take a photo because you might back out, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to call it there. Uh, Lakers for the win. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Stir Fry Let It Fly podcast. We'll catch you all on the next one. See ya. See ya.